In this continuing message, we learn a simple approach to ministering healing, the five-step prayer model that can help any believer get started in ministering healing. We also learn briefly on how the gift of the Spirit flows in relation to ministering healing, a simple and useful message. Bible to Jeremiah chapter 1, and we're going to look at verse 12. Jeremiah 1 verse 12, and then we will... Stand up and make our declaration this morning. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12. God is speaking to Jeremiah. Uh, he's just given him a vision. And he asked Jeremiah, what do you see? And Jeremiah in verse 11 says, I see the rod of an almond tree. And then God gives him a message. He says in verse 12, you've seen well, for I am ready, or literally I am watching over my word, watching to perform my word. I am watching to perform my word. So God watches over his word to perform it, to make it good in our lives. So here's what I want to impress on our hearts this morning. That no matter what has happened in your past, no matter what is happening in your present, your future is determined by his words. Amen? Your future is not described by your past. It's not described by your present. It's described by the word of God. Because he is saying, I am watching over my word to perform it. So God says, look, I'm ready to perform my word in your life. I'm ready. So our part is to look at the word. Keep our eyes on the word of God and say, God, that word, your word describes my future. Your word describes my destiny. Your word defines what I'm going to become. You heard me say this before. My present situation is no indication of my final destination. Amen? So my future is not defined by my present. My future is defined by the word of God. And God's ready to perform that word. My responsibility, my part is to believe in that word. And my faith connects with God and his word. Then my future is settled. It will be according to his word. Amen? So that's why our faith in the word of God is important. Now, if that connection doesn't happen, then we're just leaving everything to chance. But our faith in that word is important. We must believe this is what God said concerning every area of my life. And he is watching over his word to perform it. I believe it. And that is what will define my future. I'm expecting his word to be fulfilled in my life. Amen. So this morning, let's stand up to our feet and boldly declare what God's word says about us. You may not feel like it right now. It may not be necessarily what you're facing in your situations right now. But this is the word. And so we declare. Let's hold our Bibles high up in the air and say this together. This is God's word. This is God speaking to me. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will become everything God has promised. 
I'm saved, healed, delivered, redeemed. I'm blessed, victorious, prosperous, triumphant. I'm a minister of God, a servant of Christ, and a channel of his blessing to many people. I receive his word. I believe his word. And I live by his word. Christ is my master. And to him, I am in absolute surrender. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated, please. So we've been using this book uh, to study on how to minister healing and deliverance. And our goal here is to equip every one of God's people to know how to minister healing and deliverance to people. Uh, we've, we've established the biblical basis on ministering healing, why we can minister healing. So our goal is to equip all of God's people to learn how to minister healing and deliverance. God wants to use each one of us. Amen? You believe that? See, God wants to work through each one of us. And that's what Jesus said. He said, these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. In my name, they will lay hands on the sick. And they will recover. So each one of God's people, each and every believer, God wants to work through. So we are learning how to do this and how to minister. Last Sunday, we talked about several ways uh, that we could minister healing to a person. Uh, we went through several ways where you can have personal faith in God. You can pray the prayer of faith. You can pray the prayer of agreement. Uh, you could uh, issue a word of command. You could anoint with oil. You could pray a word of handkerchiefs. Uh, you can declare something as done. Uh, you can tell them to act their faith. And so many different ways are there in scripture on how to minister healing. And what we said last Sunday is, while we familiarize ourselves with all these ways of ministering and healing, when you are about to minister to somebody, you do what you can do, what is accessible. If you can lay hands on the person, do it. If you can't lay hands on the person, it's okay. You can always pray the prayer of faith. Or you could issue a word of command. It's, it's not about the method, it's about the person of Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ who heals. Amen? If you have access to the person, you can minister to the person. The person is far away. You pray. You can pray over a cloth. You can pray on the phone. You can minister in so many ways, different ways. And God's not limited uh, to one particular method. He works in so many ways. We want to take that forward uh, this morning. And we go to chapter 8. And, and we talk about a simple model for ministering healing. This model was developed by a man named John Wimber who was the founder of the Vineyard Movement in the 1980s. Now, John Wimber, his, it's very interesting to read about him, his story. He was actually a, a, a professor at uh, Fuller, Fuller Theological Seminary in California. He was a professor of church growth, and he would go around the United States teaching churches on how to grow and all of that, uh, and conducting all these seminars and so on. And, and he was doing that for many years, very successful. Everything was going fine, but he was feeling really, really frustrated. He said, God, I'm doing all this, but where is the power of God? I'm not seeing anything happening. Uh, where is the, the things I'm seeing in the Bible? And so he quit his job as a professor. And he started a small church. And God began to move 
powerfully through that. And that gave birth to the Vineyard Movement. The Vineyard Churches are all around the world. I think uh, there's probably a Vineyard Church in Chennai and probably a church in Bangalore as well. And out of that Vineyard Movement also came many songs that we sing today in worship. Uh, they gave birth to wonderful songs that we, we sing in worship. And so it was, it was a great work that God released through him. But one of the burdens of his heart, one of the, uh, I would say, his primary assignments was to equip believers. How can I help believers minister healing and deliverance? How can I help them? And so he came up with this five-step prayer model, which we are going to go through. Understand that the power is not in the model. The power is not in the steps. Oh, I forgot step three. That's why it didn't work. It's not about the steps. It's not about the model. It is the Lord Jesus Christ who does the healing. Amen? But this model was developed to teach believers, to train believers on how to go about ministering healing to somebody. And so uh, we found this model very, very useful, and so put it in this book here. And we're just going to go through that, learn about it, uh, as, and, and so that we feel comfortable when we have to step out to minister healing to someone in need. So let's just go through this, um, this five-step prayer model. So if you follow along with me now, on page 186, the first step in this model is the interview. Page 186. But simply says, you're asking the person where does it hurt so the interview so you say okay so what are we going to pray about where does it hurt uh, how did how did this happen now uh, why do you do that of course you need to know what you're going to pray about so he says look i have you know uh, a problem here i have a problem there in my body i have this condition so you know what you're going to pray about and what you're what you're targeting in your prayer but in addition to that, it's also useful to ask these questions so that you can determine whether this is a physiological problem, uh, is it a psychological problem that's manifesting in, in their body, or is it a demonic, is it a spiritual problem that's manifesting in their body. For example, if that person says, you know, I just went to the doctor, the doctor did all these tests, they, did, you know, they ran the x-ray or they did a CD scan, they did all that, but the doctor says, I'm perfectly fine, but I've got this problem in my body. I've got this pain. I can't do this. Then very likely this problem is a spiritual problem because physiologically the person's fine. The doctor's saying no problem with you but they're still saying I have this pain or I have this condition. So that gives you an indication that okay I've got to deal with the demonic spirit. Are you with me so far? So that's kind of the interview you're talking about. Or if that person says, you know, uh, uh, while this such and such thing happened to me is when these things started. You know, uh, uh, maybe I was being abused emotionally or physically or somebody. And then this thing came from then on, this thing started happening in my life. Then that gives you a clue that this problem that they're facing in their body is actually connected to an emotional problem that took place in their life. So the key would be then to address that emotional problem to, in order to bring physical healing. Are you with me so far? Right? So that's what happens during the interview process. Now, you're not a doctor or anything, but you're just asking simple questions. 
when did it happen? How did it happen? Uh, have you been to the hospital? What do the doctors say? Simple question, and that gives you a little idea of how to pray. What could possibly be the root cause that you need to address in order to bring physical healing to this person? So that's what happens during the interview. Now, step two, which is um, uh, on page 187, is the diagnosis, which means as you're listening to the person tell you about the problem, you are trying to un understand what is the root cause of this problem, the diagnosis. Again, we are not doctors, but we're just here to help people, and we are trying to find out where I should target the power of God. What should I deal with in order to bring healing? So that's the diagnosis part. Now, what is the root cause of this problem? And as we've said, is it, uh, there could be many causes, and we've listed some of them here. On page 187, it could be natural causes. You know, they had an accident. It was just a, it's a physiological condition. Uh, it could be sin, maybe sin that they have committed or sin committed against them. Uh, it could be emotional hurts that's causing the pain. Uh, it could be relationship problems, lack of forgiveness or something that's happened in the area of relationships. Or it could be spiritual. That means it's demonic. There's a spirit that needs to be dealt with. So that's the, the, the diagnosis. You're trying to find out how, what, what should I address uh, when ministering to this person? Now, here's one very important thing in the diagnosis. As you are listening to the person, you also want to be listening to God. Because God may tell you things that the person himself or herself is not revealing to you. So many cases. Um, been, for, for, for example, I was ministering to this young boy. They just brought him for prayer. And we're working through an interpreter. They said, just pray. So he didn't tell me anything. He just said, just pray. So as I began to pray, suddenly the word of Father came. So I stopped. And through the interpreter, I said, there's something about his father. Ask him, what about his father? What's happened? And then he said, his father passed away maybe like three months ago. And that was causing all this grief and, 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 and all the, whatever he was going through. Now, he never told me, and I would have never known it in the natural. But now, because of that word that came from God, saying, ask him about the Father. So now we know how to pray. We need to address that area. Bring comfort. Bring encouragement. Tell him to look to God as his Father, even though he has lost his earthly father. And, and that will then address, when you address that emotional need, that will take care of all the other things that he's going through. Right? So the key here is this, as you are lis uh, uh, listening to the person, you must also, more importantly, listen to the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is going to tell you, look, you need to pray about this thing in their life. Sometimes they could be telling you about the physical problem, but the Holy Spirit may say, you know, two years ago, uh, they had a very bad experience when there were people who were accusing them and, and falsely accused them and it brought a lot of hurt and pain. And today's physical condition is because of that. And the way to come out of that is to release forgiveness to those people who came against them that time. So you just say, you know, have there been people who falsely accused you? So yeah, okay. Have you forgiven them? No. The mention of the name makes my blood boil or whatever. They're still carrying that unforgiveness. And, but that is then affecting their physical condition. Right? So we have to listen to the Spirit in order to make the diagnosis. Now sometimes 
none of this may happen that is you may not receive any word from god saying this is the condition pray for it and they've said you know they said whatever they've said never helped you in any way uh, so you don't know what to do that's okay see god is not dependent on us getting everything right if that was it man god would never be able to work but if we do know that helps us pray correctly ministering to the person if we don't know it's okay we still go ahead and minister by faith uh, uh, towards that condition whatever they've mentioned to you say this is my condition okay let's pray for it let's minister okay but looking at this will help us know how to target a prayer and what we should be praying for and against the third thing is this once you've done a little bit of diagnosis you do the method selection what kind of method should i use when ministering to this person last sunday we talked about so many different ways to minister and the general rule is do whatever is comfortable at that time right whatever you can if the person is in front of you and they don't mind you laying hands on them okay lay hands on them but they say don't touch me then it's okay that's okay i can still pray you know and you say let's close eyes is no i won't close my eyes i want to watch what you're doing <laughs> any magic happening that's okay let them let them sit there let them keep their eyes open so you know whatever you have access to at that time use it but the key here again is if the spirit of god tells you to do something different then don't do the normal do what the holy spirit is prompting you to do that's the key and 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 administering to that person like we said last sunday uh If the Holy Spirit tells you to do tell tells you prompts you to do something very specific you do that because that will help the person's faith and that's the way God wants to touch that person's life. If he doesn't it's okay. Just do whatever you can at that moment. Just whether lay hands or pray the prayer of faith or uh, get two of you to pray the prayer of agreement for that person whatever is available to you use it. If no other uh, no specific word from the Lord is given to you you pray Uh, uh, as you uh, know uh, according to what's accessible now again just want to emphasize it's not about the method it's about the presence of the lord so your faith must always be in him not about the method you know my hand or such a holy hand i washed it 25 times this morning you know <laughs> oh, that's why it's annoying. it's not about that it's about the presence of god it's about the lord who does the work uh, it's not about the method we are using and there are so many different methods that we could use then page 189 the fourth step is this doing the ministry so as you minister watch what god is doing you can ask the person now if you have the time you could do this sometimes it's a long line i don't do all this just pray and let him go and you know just see what god has done in their in their bodies uh but if you have the time you're ministering one person you have the time you say okay now what do you feel you feel better uh do you feel anything sometimes they may feel heat they may feel a sensation uh or some sometimes they may feel nothing that's okay just ask them what do you feel now if they do you, you feel improvement do you see some improvement in your body of course there are many conditions that have to be checked up by the doctor in the hospital so you can't do anything about it you just have to pray and say okay go uh get it checked by the doctor but if there's a physical condition that you can't check you can ask them to check you check your uh in a check and see if the pain is gone are, are you feeling better are you able to do something you are not able to do 
ask them to check. Now, even if there's a slight improvement, you celebrate that. You say, thank God for it, because that builds up faith. God is doing something. I'm, I'm beginning to see something happen. You encourage them in that, even that small thing, right? Uh, and, 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 and encourage what, what, what God is doing at that moment. So you minister and watch what God is doing. You bless what God is doing. If, uh, if a person has multiple conditions, multiple problems, you start with one. And if you see some improvement there, you, that encourages you. You continue to pray till that person is completely well in that area. And that encourages their faith to believe healing for other areas in their body. So you minister that way. Once you're done ministering, the last one, the last step, step five, is the post-ministry suggestions, which is on page uh, 190. Now, when do you stop? I'm sorry, I just need to back up there. When do you stop? When, you know, of course, when the person's healed, you stop praying. Or the person wants you to stop. Or you feel the Holy Spirit saying, stop. Or you just have to stop because of various uh, 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 reasons. Or you're not seeing anything improve. Fine, it's okay. Just let it go. What should they do to keep the healing? The post-ministry suggestion. So once you've finished ministering, here are some things to do. If, you've seen, if the person has seen some improvement or has been completely healed, always point them to Jesus. Point them to the Lord. The Lord has brought this work for you. It's not us. It's not me. It's the Lord. If the person is not saved, this is a good opportunity to lead that person to give their hearts to Jesus and believe in Jesus Christ. Uh, encourage them to main, teach them how to maintain the healing. Tell them, see, you need to go into a good church that teaches the word of God, helps you get grounded in the word. Uh, believe and continue to believe in the Lord for your healing, to walk in health. It's one thing to be healed at a moment. It's another thing to walk in health. And so encourage them to believe the word of God uh, for themselves, to walk in health. Teach them the word of God. What if they don't get healed? What if you don't see anything happen? Many times... There is no way to tell whether the person's been healed at that moment. It may be an internal condition. You can't tell. They have to go and get it checked. So just bless them. Encourage them in faith and say, keep believing God is at work. Encourage them. Right? Never send a person away feeling condemned. Always encourage their faith. For instance, never tell a person, nothing happened because you don't have faith. <laughs> never tell a person, Nothing happened because there's some big sin in your life. Never do that. Because you and I don't know. And it's wrong to do that. So never send a person away condemned, feeling condemned. Always encourage them. God is at work. We've prayed. Continue and release your faith in God. And God will do it. Send them with encouragement. Amen? Right. So this is a very simple five-step model. Anyone else can do it. Now, really what happens in practice is maybe the first time you're opening the book here, step one, you know, you're, you're kind of trying to work through the steps. But with time, you kind of move away from it. You learn to flow more with what God is leading you to do. You're not dependent so much on these steps, but you're saying, okay, I'm comfortable ministering to people. I know how to pray. I'm just going to depend on how God is leading me to pray, right? These steps and this prayer model is only to help us get started not that you know, for the rest of our life you should be doing it in these five steps. That's not the point. The point is, just, okay, here's how you can get started. Here's the things you do when you pray. But once you start ministering, you will learn to minister more depending on the presence of the Holy Spirit. Are you all together on this? Yes? So in this week, 
as you go out, just pray and say, God, give me opportunities. And you may find somebody, somebody may call you on the phone or may run into somebody in your school, your college, your place of work who needs help. And just say, can I pray for you? And then you minister to them and see how God can work through your life. Amen? All right, let's go to the next chapter, chapter 9. But we want to quickly talk about the gifts of the Spirit in ministering healing and deliverance. The Holy Spirit works in our lives and He releases or manifests Himself through nine gifts. And what I want to do in this few moments here, and, and, and I encourage you to read the book and study it, but what I want to do here is just to talk to us very quickly on how these gifts flow, how these nine gifts flow. There are these nine gifts. In this chapter, we explain what each one of these gifts are and how they relate to ministering, healing, and deliverance. There, in, in 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 11, these nine gifts are listed for us. You'll read about the gift of the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, the discerning of spirits, uh, tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy, the gift of faith, the working of miracles, and... Uh, um, All right, there, there's nine of these gifts. I don't know what I missed here. There. Uh, and the Holy Spirit works these nine gifts through us, right? That means He releases His power through these nine channels. You can look at them as tools through which the Holy Spirit releases His power or channels through which He releases His power. The simplest of them is the word of knowledge. The very first one we'll talk about, the gift of the word of knowledge, meaning He reveals certain facts about a person's life or what's going on in their life, certain facts. He's not going to reveal the entire thing of their past and the present, but something about their present, past or present, certain facts. Now, how does the gift of the word of knowledge help in ministering healing? For example, he lets you know what is the problem. So sometimes from the pulpit, as we are praying, we might just mention a condition. We're not just randomly picking up a condition, but it's a condition they're calling out because the Holy Spirit is alerting us to them. Say, okay, here's a condition, God's healing. That doesn't mean God is not healing other conditions. But here's something God is specifically pointing out in order to encourage faith in the hearts of people. Right? So that God is moving. God is doing this thing, particular thing he's calling out. And, and, and he's telling you, receive your healing. So the word of knowledge gives you information on facts or about things that may have happened in their past. So sometimes we're praying for somebody. I would pray like this, like, you know, some, in the past, somebody has hurt you. And because of that, this is happening. Uh, and, and, you know, give some details on that. And why? Because God wants to bring healing, but first he needs to release that of the past. So he reveals a particular aspect of their lives. And how does the word of knowledge come from? There are three very simple ways that God releases a word of knowledge. And this is on page... 193, different ways God gives word of knowledge for healing. Seeing, hearing, and feeling. Seeing, that means a picture comes to your mind. As you're praying for the person, a picture comes. It's what you see. You see pictures. But that picture conveys information about that person's life. Maybe it's a video. It's, or maybe it's a still picture. Whatever. But God is revealing something about that person's life through a picture. So a word of knowledge comes. Now, most of the time, God is speaking, but we are not listening. So we say, oh, God, you're not speaking. No, God is speaking. But we are not listening. We tend to ignore those pictures. But really, God is speaking through those pictures. He's revealing something about that person's life or their present or their past. 
to that picture. What we need to do is to catch, capture that. Like, I see this. So when you're praying for somebody, very important is to have your spiritual antennas up. Okay? For example, like you're tuning into FM, some radio station, you want to tune in, you've got to come on the right frequency, and then you start receiving. In the same way, you need to turn your spiritual antenna up. What am I hearing? What am I seeing? What am I hearing? What am I feeling? In your spirit. That God is revealing things to you through that. Are you with me so far? As you're praying for somebody, God gives you a picture. Something happened. And then you begin to narrate that. Very simple. Don't have to be sophisticated. Don't have to be super spiritual. You can just say, put it in simple words. Did such a thing happen in your life? So yeah. Okay. See, God wants to do something about that in your life. He wants to bring healing there and, and, and so on. Yeah, so God reveals that through picture. So what you see, when you're praying for a person, keep your spiritual antennas up and God's revealing, giving you a word of knowledge. For example, you know, here comes, this is in John chapter 1. Uh, Philip goes, uh, uh, finds his brother, uh, I think it's Nathaniel. Nathaniel is coming to Jesus. And here's what Jesus tells him. Nathaniel, when you were standing under the fig tree, I saw you. Now, this is the first time Nathaniel, uh, sorry, is it? First time he's seeing him. And he's saying, when you were standing under the fig tree, I saw you. So how did it happen? A word of knowledge. Right? He saw the picture. I saw you standing in the fig tree. I saw you. Or when in John 4, when Jesus is talking to this woman at the well, of, uh, at, the well at Samaria, he just tells her, go call your husband. Says, I have no husband. Okay? You've had five husbands, and the man you're living with is not your husband. What was that? A word of knowledge. Revealing something about her past and present. How would that have come? Either through seeing, hearing, or hearing. So as you're talking, as you're ministering, keep your spiritual antennas up, and God reveals this to you. And then you know how to minister because of this problem, because of this situation happened. Uh, uh, these things are happening in your life, and, and you minister to them. Right? So word of knowledge is, is, is one way of letting per the person addressing a problem, revealing a problem, and helping bring healing uh, to that person. And like this, there are other gifts. The, um, uh, uh, the word of wisdom, all the other gifts come in a similar manner through what you see, what you hear, what you feel. When I say hear, it doesn't mean you're hearing an audible voice. It simply means a word that comes up in your spirit. So in the previous example, that word father came. So it wasn't an audible voice. Talk to him about his father. And it wasn't like that. It is a word that came up in the spirit, in my spirit. Father. So I stopped and said, anything about your father? What's happening? Right? But that was important to let him know that God knew exactly what was happening in his life. And God was willing to address that area of need for him. So like that, a word will come. Sometimes a sentence will come. Sometimes an entire paragraph. Sometimes an entire download of information where you can describe things in their lives. Uh, but that's what you hear is words coming into your spirit. So what you see, what you hear, sometimes you're feeling. You may feel uneasy about things. But that it has to do with what's going on in their life. You may feel really broken. You may feel rejected. So you can tell them, see, I sense there's a deep rejection in you in your life. 
But you, how do you get it? Because you are feeling that. You're getting that sense of rejection in your spirit. But it's for that person. It's not for you. It's for that person. You, uh, there's the deep sense of rejection, deep sense of hurt in, in your life. And so through what you see, what you hear, what you feel, God is able to communicate to you about that person. Similarly, words of wisdom. Words of wisdom have to do with providing a solution to a person. How to get healed. What God wants them to do in order to receive their healing through the word of wisdom. And the words of wisdom are also given the same way through what you see, what you hear, what you feel. Remember Jesus told the blind man, go wash in the pool of Siloam. So do something, act, do something like this. You'll receive your healing. So sometimes God may say, tell that person just to read Isaiah 53 for the next seven days. That's it. Yeah, do it. And if that person acts on it, healing will come. But that's God giving you instruction for that person what they need to do in order to receive their healing. A word of wisdom. Just one example. So the, all the other gifts, the gifts of healing, the gift of faith, they flow like this. As you see, hear, and feel, then you act on it, you speak it, and God uses you to bring healing into people's lives. Amen? I've kind of done a five, ten minute summary of the chapter nine. I'd encourage you to read it and then begin to step out on it. Uh, learn to flow in it. See how God will work through your life in order to bring healing to people. Now what lies ahead the next few Sundays is this. Next Sunday we're going to get into a little bit of demonology. We're going to talk about the work of evil spirits and what pro how they cause problems and how to bring deliverance, that is bring freedom from demonic activity. And then after that, we're going to talk about bringing emotional healing, inner healing to people's lives. Now, why is it we're covering all of this? Because all these three are very interrelated. That when you're ministering to a person, even if they come to you with a physical problem, the root may be that they need inner healing, they need emotional healing in order to receive physical healing. Or they may need deliverance in order to receive physical healing. So all of these are interconnected and we must be equipped to know how to minister to individuals. Sometimes it, it's, it's emotional healing that needs to be done first. Sometimes it's deliverance. Sometimes it's physical healing. And we want to equip us in all three areas. Are you with me so far? Yes? So we will cover that in the coming Sundays. And, uh, and, and, and then the best thing to do is to go practice. You've got a book in your hand, manual. You can read it even if you were sleeping through on Sunday. You can still read it. You can still be equipped. And then practice it. Get out there. Do it. Little by little. We all learn as we keep doing. And let God use you. And let's see great things done through all of our lives. Amen? Let's rise to our feet. We're going to pray. Just call the worship team up here, please. just want you to pray and say, God, use me more and more. More and more in these areas. And Father, we just pray right now that even as we hear these things, as we learn these things, Father, I pray that by the Holy Spirit, by the working of your Spirit, God, you will activate these things in each of our lives. And each of us will come back with great stories and great testimonies of you working through our lives. Simple people, ordinary people, students, adults, grown-ups, older people, through everyone, Father, let your Spirit move mightily, O oh God. Do wonders, Father God. Do wonders in us and through us. Work through us, Father God. Even wherever we go, in our places of work, in our places of study, 
wherever we have opportunity, we ask that you will work through us powerfully. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. Right. Okay, we're going to take a moment right now just to pray for people with back problems, right? So how many of you have back problems? Don't, don't want to embarrass you, but put your hand up. We're going to pray for you. I just put your hand up. Now, I want people around them just to go to them. Ladies go to ladies. Men go to men. Okay? And then I want you to just do this very simple thing. I want you to lay your hand on their back. You ask them where it is. If it's the lower back, the middle back, the upper back, lay your hand over there. And then I want you to pray. Okay, come on. Let's move. Ladies go to ladies. Men go to men. Just pray. We have an uncle here. Anybody else with back problems? Just put your hands up. We're going to pray for that right now. Okay? And we're going to see God heal. All right? How, here's how you pray. The first thing you do is you rebuke any spirit of infirmity. Now, it may or may not be caused because of a spirit of infirmity, but you do it anyway. Sometimes it may be caused because of a spirit of infirmity. Sometimes it may be just an injury that they had, whatever. So first thing we're going to do is we're going to rebuke that. Then second, I want you to speak to the bone. Just ask them, where is the problem? What is the condition? They may say, I, mean, I slipped this. I have a, a, you know, in some way I've injured my vertebrae or, or maybe there's a pinched nerve, whatever is causing, and I, you know, it could be many reasons. They might tell you what is the reason. I want you to speak to it. You know, if they say, uh, um, uh, you know, I've, I've got to slip this, you say, I command this, this to move back in its position. Or, uh, you know, I've damaged my vertebrae. Command healing, command the bones to be formed again. So you just speak to it as Jesus would speak, all right? Do that right now. So let's pray, okay? Everyone, we're going to minister to one another. We're going to minister to people with back problems. And after they pray, I want you to check your back, all right? Check your back, and then we want to see what God is doing right now. So let's pray. Just pray. Rebuke any spirit of infirmity. And then after that, speak to their bones. Command the word to pray to go into place. Command the discs to go into place. Command the nerves to go into place. And release healing power to their back. Say, in Jesus' name, I release healing virtue to flow through your back. Father, right now, we join our faith in this place to pray for people with back problems. We command complete healing by the power of God. We command healing to take place. We command the vertebrae to go in their place. Every nerve to go in their place. Every disc to go in place. Do that work even now by your spirit. Let there be no more pain, no more discomfort in their back. And any spirit of infirmity, I command you to leave in the name of Jesus. Leave right now. Come out in the name of Jesus. Release their backs. Let there be complete healing. Complete healing. Complete healing. Holy Spirit, release healing virtue. Release healing virtue right now. Release healing virtue. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. Thank you, God. Okay. If possible, I want you to check your back. If it's possible, just check your back. Just bend over or do what, what you would do if you had pain. Do it. Remember in the South Church, sometime back, quite some time back, this young man, he had a back problem. He had an injury, had a back problem. And every time he tried to pull his bike into place, he, he could feel pain. So what he did was, after the service was over, he pulled his bike. I don't feel any pain. But he really wanted to test it. So he went home, and here's what he did to test it. He carried his wife up the stairs. 
And he said, man, there's no pain. So my back's been really healed. And he came back next Sunday to church to testify. So God did it, right? So if you can do something that would normally cause pain, and now you don't feel the pain, there's no pain in the back. Okay, of course, I would encourage you to test it through the week. But just to see an indication of what God's begun here, just put your hand up. Say, look, I don't feel the pain that I used to feel. Just put your hand up. Let's see. Anybody? Just, just check your back. Move. Yeah. One, two, one, two, three. Good. Anybody else? Wonderful. Just check. Check. Anybody else? Four. Five. Four. Good. 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 Five at the back. Very good. Okay. Just check. All right. Now continue to check through the week. Okay, check to the six, uncle, good. Check to the week, all right? Like what that boy did, he went and did, you know, the young man, he did something he couldn't do or he knew if he did that, he would have pain and God really did it. So continue doing that. The second thing I feel that we should pray for before we close is any unforgiveness, any unforgiveness in your heart. You know, that one simple act of releasing forgiveness can bring healing to you personally. Sometimes there's unforgiveness in our hearts towards people who have hurt us. And yes, it's a legitimate reason. They have hurt you. You can't undo the wrong they've done to you. But what you can do is to overcome that by releasing the love of God. You can't undo what's done. But releasing forgiveness is always a choice and you can do it. So let's just close our eyes for a moment. If there are people here that you... Just be honest with yourself. And you say, no, I can never forgive so-and-so for what they've done to me, what they've said to me, how they hurt me, how they mistreated me, whatever. You know, that unforgiveness, the Bible says that that root of bitterness troubles us. The root of bitterness, this is in Hebrews chapter 12. The root of bitterness troubles us and causes us trouble. That bitterness that you carry, it really is not hurting anybody else, it's hurting you. It's causing you trouble. So would you, by the grace of God right now, just say, God, I know so-and-so hurt me and did all these things against me or they spoke like this to me, but I, by your grace, want to release forgiveness. I don't want any bitterness, any ill feeling in my heart towards that person. I cannot undo what they did, but one thing I can do, keep my heart free from bitterness, anger, hatred towards that person or those people. Father, just release grace right now for people to get rid of bitterness, to get rid of anger and hatred towards those who may have hurt them. It have been, may have been painful. It may have been wrong. And we can't undo what has happened. But God, right now, give us grace to forgive. Remove all bitterness from our hearts. All anger, all hatred towards those who have wronged us, oh God. And as we do this, Lord, release healing into our bodies, into our minds. That our emotions will be set free. That our bodies will be set free as we do this. We thank you, God. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's close.
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. And lift up his countenance on you. And give you his peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.